Hello, hello, hello everyone. This is Aisha, Black Girl from Eugene. I am in my office. That, that sounds so good to see. That sounds so good to say. Um, but I'm in my office chilling by myself today. Super excited about this actually. Um, so today you guys get me at 100% and I'm going to try to do my best to uh, share my feelings about this last week because like it has been some serious, serious mess. Like some serious mess. So uh, today you give me Aisha, Black Girl from Eugene. I'm gonna start off with shout outs like I normally do. <laughs> and um, I first wanna shout out to uh, Tony's Barbecue on 99. Y'all, if y'all have not been over that direction, you need to get there. They have the real barbecue, it's happening. Um, and Antoinette was so nice when I was there with my daughter and people were so friendly and, and the food was delicious So I wanted to give a shout out to Tony's uh, black owned and the lish night off 99 um, also, I want to um, uh, Take note of my patreon. Thank you everyone who continues to support me and continues to send in five dollar donations on a monthly basis it really floats everything that I'm doing it's, it allows me to do everything it allows me to be able to buy uh, equipment it allows me to um, utilize uh, streaming platforms that I need for YouTube and I'm learning I'm learning I'm learning so please keep up the donations please pass my patreon along patreon.com forward slash black girl from Eugene underscore one uh, and you can find me there. I appreciate y'all. And okay, so I don't know how many people um, saw, saw the video last week. Um, or no, it was this week. It was the 16th that uh, my daughter and I, we were out doing our thing and we saw a woman and a man and transgression. I don't want to go back into all the details, but hey, dad. <laughs> Um, I don't want, oh hi Cassie too, um, I don't want to go into like all the details about what happened like in, in real detail because it's, there's a video, it's five minutes long if you guys want to catch up with what happened, it's the video right before this, um, basically my, and I'm like rapid, my cat, my daughter saw a store owner, uh, who was calling the cops on a man who was displaying mentally ill, um, behavior. And she, after the man had left, my daughter tried to stop the woman from calling the police, asked her to call her hoots. Anyway, we did a video, it got big, um, and then the woman wrote on her Facebook page about it, and she was, um, didn't tell the entire truth about what happened. She kind of added some details to kind of uh, create a real, a much better reason why she should have called the cops, but she, it was not true. So then, of course, the, her comments blew up, like over 200 comments of just like, just a lot of stuff going on. Um, I decided not to comment on it, but I was definitely reading. And uh, so anyway, so we were, I was looking at that, and then at some point she wrote that she was gonna write to me and ask, you know, that we squash this thing or, or get a better understanding of what happened. Um, and I was just like, uh, well, my daughter saw it, the one who had, st who had called and asked her not to call the cops, but to call Cahoots um, instead. And I guess I should back up a little bit. Cahoots is a uh, crisis, a mental health disorderly crisis type of response team 
that is not the police but are specialized, they're nurses, they're EMTs, they're volunteers, they're specialized in uh, mental health crisis intervention, de-escalation. They deal with people with overdoses, they deal with people who are, who are drunk, you know, who are high, who are, have, uh, like I said, mental health crisis, and they deal with them in a nonviolent way. It's, it's a beautiful thing to have. They're actually the national uh, um, model for, for trying to do something different than, than calling cops for these things that they are clearly not trained for. Um, and so, and they're saving some lives. So anyway, <coughs> so we were, uh, we were really like, I was really proud of Barbara first, for first of all, knowing that, that this was a moment where she was like, I, this could be better. And then um, I was really, I was really proud of her in that moment. But anyway, so the woman writes the thing on Facebook to, after she sees the video and she doesn't tell the truth and then we and then later on I guess there's lots of lots of going back and forth and then so she, what she does is she actually says that I'm going to write her meaning me and ask her to have dialogue with me about this um, and I don't know why um, because <laughs> not necessary but after she did write the story um, and if she did say she was going to reach out to me she hadn't and, and then she says of course yeah I did I tried to to do some other email, I don't know what email she had, but she, so so my daughter told her, why don't you DM her? So she did DM me, and she was very nice, um, and she was like, you know, um, how about we get together, and we could really learn from each other, we can really see each other's different perspectives, and do all of this. And so I was just like, you know, um, at first, actually, I considered, yeah, like, let's talk. Like, I thought this could be a learning moment for her. <laughs> um, and I, I thought for a minute, and I, I wasn't really comfortable with it. And then I was like, maybe I should just do it. So then I wrote, I wrote her a letter back and said, yeah, you know what? Let's meet up. Let's talk. I'm busy, but um, I will make time for you on Saturday if that's what you'd like to do. And so she wrote me back and said, yeah, how about Saturday of next week? And I thought to myself, oh, this is not urgent for her. This is not actually something that she's trying to apologize for. I actually wasn't really sure what the point of this was. Um, and I was kind of stuck there. So a person that I know, um, I ran it by, I ran it by a couple of different people. And I just thought, well, you know, what do you think? What, should, what direction? Um, so a lot of people I talked to were like, why? Why would you go and do that? And I thought to myself, like, why would I go and have this conversation with this person? Um, and I think a lot of people, and I, when I say a lot of people, I'm talking about white folks, um, don't understand what dilemma that I was in at that moment. Um, and, the, and I want to explain it because I think it's super, super important um, because it, it, really, it really bridges how black folks and white folks totally misunderstand each other. Um, and so this episode of this show today is only me and it is kind of a PSA for white folks so I'm just gonna put that out there I also want to put out there that I for a living how I make my money is I facilitate anti-racism conversations for people individuals small businesses so I get paid you know to do this kind of work uh, not what I'm doing here because this space it's supposed to be for fun <laughs> and it's supposed to be where I actually like get to just you know 
express myself. I have guests on so they can express themselves. So this really, I don't, you know, this is like informational for people who want to take it as information, but really it's just like able to express myself in a free manner, you know, not checked, not, you know, packaged. It's just us, right? So this is what you're getting today. So um, I'm going to talk about the difference between an apology and absolation. And I think that it's important because white folks have this need to be heard when they when they really when they're trying to apologize and it always comes off as if there's an agenda behind the apology um, and white folks don't actually see that they're that they are doing that they don't actually understand the difference between uh, feeling like they have to be absolved of their transgression and actually apologizing apology you don't you're not actually putting the weight onto the person in which you have transgressed right you are just saying I did that was not what I intended I apologize you leave it with that person and you move on absolation is not that um, absolation means that you, the person who has transgressed wants the person that they actually hurt to tell them that they not only that they forgive their transgression but that they are no, that they don't have to feel guilty for for have, have done the transgression in the first place right that's actually has an agenda behind it that's not an apology i know that white folks feel like they have to explain themselves they feel like there has to be an agreement you have to shake hands and you know both of us agree and we walk away uh, i'm not guilty you're not hurt we're good right um but that's not okay actually especially when it comes to race uh, it's really not okay period because it's not actually apology but um in this instance i don't think that people are understanding the perspective and so i i want to i'm actually explaining this because it's a phenomenon of white supremacy delusion you know and i i want because of the work that i do i want uh this to be like <laughs> I'm kind of thinking of it like a like this is the PSA, you guys. Stop it, because I mean the the truth of it is, it's like it gets to be where you you think you're a pot, you think you've done the best, you think you've done what you're supposed to do, and these black people are just so rude, right? Like we just don't accept these apologies. We just are so mean about it. We're just we have such an attitude, um, and it's because what's happening is that you with the apology, the white folks with these apologies are not apologizing. And then when we don't accept this absolution, like we don't accept what you are calling an apology, then you turn around and bully the victim of the transgression. Like then you, then we're a bully. Then I'm mean because I didn't want to go and talk to her. I'm mean because I didn't want to have a sit down conversation about the, her inability to understand the state of the world at the moment. Like, and so that I just want to like stop for a second and just be like, do you understand what is happening with this sort of um, with this sort of, of line of progression? So I mean, for example, like let me let me say that like having a conversation would have been first of all not for me. Um, I was not unclear about why we stopped and, and asked her to make a different decision. Um, we were not un we were not upset. We were not elevated. We were not emotionally displaced. We were not in discord. We were not in any of these things. 
Um, it's safe to say, due to the circumstances that she was, uh, we were offering assistance in real time. Now, of course, we can all say, well, who, how in the world would you expect someone to, you know, evenly see you and say, oh, I, I'm going to stop being upset and talk to you. That's not, that's also not what I'm saying. However, I would like to note that um, black people are required and expected to, to adhere to, to higher levels of, of decorum and composure under duress all of the time. Just want to put that out there. Okay, but in this, this scenario, it's kind of like the way that I think about it is more like how in the world um, in, in this, in 2020, in this political uprising, in this human rights um, revolution, in this completely turned upside down world, that something like this happens and people of color approach you and they say, excuse me, let, can I help you handle this differently? Um, and in anyway, being in that idea of you're handling a black person at all and you're not thinking about the current climate of the, of the society all around you and it doesn't dawn on you that something that you should handle this differently than your regular just switch, 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 let me call somebody, not somebody, but the cops, let me call the cops quickly without actually thinking about what is going on all around you, not just in the city, but in the whole entire world. That's a level of privilege that, um, that needs to be self-checked. I don't need to help, not for free. At the kindness of my heart as a human being, I obviously care. My daughter obviously cares. She wouldn't have stopped and said, please do this differently because everyone involved is going to be affected. I actually said those words to her. You think about what this looks like. Doesn't matter about what it is. What does it look like for you to have acted this quickly and done these things? That was out the kindness of my heart and that was for free. That's what you get. This other part is to absolve the guilt or to absolve the revelation that, oh my God, I should have thought twice. Now please, friendly black woman or mad black woman, Please come tell me that you understand that I'm not a bad person. Please come tell me that you understand that I, I would never do that out of harm. Please come tell me that you get that I'm a good person. The idea that that person could have been a person of color as if that matters. Black consciousness does not come flow in all black bodies multicultural bodies your foundation is where you come from is how you see the world if you have not done an unpacking that foundation to better suit where you actually live you are still living out of that so if you're living out of a white world and you think like in a white consciousness your actions are coming from that privilege just putting that out there so if you can't recognize when someone of color 
black or indigenous or other of color take the moment to help and you don't go oh shit I'm in the middle of something right now and and what are you doing oh society will tell you something else is going on but if you can't connect uh, that's privilege like you're living in a place where I don't even understand to be honest but anyway all I'm saying is that I did not meet with her I did not plan to meet with her um, I think it is a violent act and I don't I am not alone to have done something to a black pe to black people to a black person I understand that you've done something wrong and say please to the person that you have hurt please understand why I'm so why I feel so bad about what I did and not only understand why I felt so bad about what I did, but please tell me that I'm not a bad person too. And please don't tell me that you understand that I'm not a bad person. Please make me feel better about what I did to you so that we can both feel better. That's an agenda. That's not an apology. And that is violent. You hurt the person that, that you're coming to apologize to ask them to help them help you walk through them. That is not, that's not okay. You have to feel those feelings and you have to take those feelings and go. And then you have to go and you have to do whatever you do to walk through your emotional discord on your own. Be honest with yourself. If guilt is where you're at, then lean into it. Learn from that guilt. Why do you feel guilty? What is it about it that you're like, wow, I just snapped and did that thing. I should not have done those things. That's not for me to talk, talk you out with. That's not, that, I don't, that's not, you're not paying me for my time to walk you through your bad decisions or your lack of societal uh, understanding or your position in privilege where you think I'm supposed to. Not my job. Nobody's job. So I think that like when people are having these conversations and having these arguments and then black, black folks are like walking away and then you're going, but wait, why don't you talk to me about this? Why don't you hear what I'm saying? They don't have to. Nobody has to, actually. Um, and, I, and I just want to put that out there because you've got to look at yourself. Are you apologizing? Or are you asking for someone to, to, to make you feel better about your transgression? Are you asking for, for ablation? Ablation is not okay from the person that you hurt. It's not okay. And the, uh, the flexing of power that comes along with that um, and I don't think that white folks quite understand that how they're flexing the power, their institutional power, when doing that. Like, I mean, you, the, the idea that, like, if, I, if she didn't like what I had to say, just, this is not what happened, but I'm saying, if I were to go, and she didn't like what I had to say, like, it was something that she decided that she was like, you know what, I think you're starting to sound a little bit like angry black woman. I want you to hell out my store. Or you know what? I don't like the way you're talking to me. I think that you need to go. Now, she has power that I don't have. Not because I'm in her store. Not because I'm, I'm uh, you know, uh, have been invited. Those things are, you know, that's not the power I'm talking about. But let's put it in a way that I, I, I this example showed up and I thought, I thought, well, this is an excellent, I'm talking excellent example of this. Is like, you know, the power that white people have and then they have the power to enforce their whim. They can enforce the whim that they feel, the feeling that they have. They can enforce that, but not only with themselves, but they have a whole institution behind them that will enforce it for them. But when I asked 
you know, for for simple um, courtesies, and I ask for simple um, considerations. I actually don't have the institutional uh, entitlement to enforce that. I, you have to agree with me that I deserve that. And for example, and this, and this is a, a, a really simple example, like if I asked, you know, somebody, a white person to come into my home and I said, you need to take off your shoes before you come into my home. And the white person says, uh, fuck you, I'm not taking off my shoes. I don't want to. And then we get into it and I have to call the cops. Cops come to my house and arrest me. See, I, we don't have... <laughs> we don't have the same rapport with the system. We don't have the power with the system to enforce our daily living necessities. That is that white privilege. That is that white supremacy. That the delusion that we are on equal footing. Right? We are not. So the truth of it is, is when you pick up that phone and you call whoever you got to understand that, that at that point, you are flexing power, your whim of discomfort. And because you have to slow down and think, are you really working from a place like you, you want to say when you're not in distress, we're, we're all equal, we're all human, There's all, we're all here for the same reason, we, you know, all of those things. But as soon as discomfort comes across, you want to pick up the phone and flex. Flex in a way not one person of color in this country can do. You just picked up your white supremacy. You just picked up your white privilege. And you are, you picked up your white supremacy and you're flexing your right, white privilege. Right? And then what are we supposed to do? Now somebody who's uh, capacity, like, like they, they just, what is the word I'm looking for right now? Incapacitated. They don't have a choice. Right? This person is unhoused. And not only this person, but just like, not, like, we don't even have to talk about a situation anymore. Like, we don't have the, that, that person didn't, does not have the resources, does not have the same access. So not only have you doubled down on your, on your white superiority, or what, doubled down on your privilege, you know, you're stopping on the necks of the voices to be heard. We don't have it. We don't have the power, right? It's an illusion that we are on the same even field. We are not. Um, anyway, so I, I uh, had a lot to think about that and I was just like, I was feeling a way about it um, because I didn't want, because I was catering to how white folks would see it. And I didn't want to look like I was that angry black woman, right? Because like, you know, black folks, we have to be, have more decorum. I need to see, if I don't go meet with this woman, will I be seen as the bully? Well, yeah, you know. If I don't go meet with this woman, will I be seen as the asshole? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so it, it was like, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and decline anyway. And I'm going to decline when offering my services to this person and say, you know what? If you would like to know more about why I approached you, if you'd like to know more about what I was doing when I saw you call the cops, uh, my daughter was, you know, seeing you call the cops. If you want to know more about that, I charge 150 an hour, two hour minimum. I'd be happy to work with you and talk about anti-racism and what that looks like, white supremacy and what that looks like. 
I'd be happy to do that. Hi, Mama. Um, so um, that is what I, I decided to do. I decided to go the route of good luck on your store, good luck in your life, good luck understanding, and, and um, good luck to you, you know, and see you later. And I don't, I'm not going to pander to this, to this need to feel like you're not guilty of flexing your white privilege and power because you are, and you'll have to sit with that on your own. I'm not going to spend more time to help you through it. I tried in the moment, and that was gracious of my daughter to believe that you would listen. So with that being said, I went back home that night, and me and my daughter were just like, we're talking about it, we're just like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. And then I realized, I was like, today is July 16th. The day that that happened was July 16th. And I was like, oh my God, this is insane. This is insane. This is the same date, five years later, exactly, when my son and I were assaulted by the police. When I requested cahoots and the dispatcher said, they're closing in 15 minutes, I'll send the police. I literally said, do not send the police. But the police came and we all know what happened after that. I had no idea while we were looking at this woman and dealing with talk and asking her to reconsider calling the cops, I did not realize it was on the anniversary that I was actually, me and my son were actually assaulted by EPD. To me, that was like some serious universal juju, y'all. I could not believe it. I was like, this five years later, didn't dawn on me, which is a lot of healing. I'm gonna get pat myself on the back. But I just could not believe that we'd actually been in the circumstance on the other end, able to be able to say, you know what, please, please like consider something different. It was so crazy. So I just thought, wow, I don't know what that means, but that was big for me. That was big for me. And I and for for my daughter to have had the wherewithal to try to like not to try to bring a fam a family peace, like try to bring her peace. You know, to just be like, this is a better solution. And what was interesting was that like in the comments, of course, because people don't know. I mean, how do people know? In the comments, they were like, why would two black women have the authority? This was said, why would two black women have the authority to, to tell you what's safe and what's not safe? And, you know, whatever. But considering, <laughs> considering our history, that I wasn't even considering at the time, like I wasn't even thinking about that. It was just an like a talk about an opportunity missed. You know what I mean? Like completely missed uh, by her, and an opportunity um, completely at a hundred and ten percent difference of approach by and 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 decorum and and control and like that peace you know, at peace from my daughter and, and from me. Like we were at peace with our decision. We were at peace with our approach. We were knowing where we were coming from. You know what I mean? Um, I guess people, you, I mean, people can't really read that on you, right? But I guess we just have to have some respect for the people who show up 
with with a with some offering. Like we have to have some respect for that. She had no idea where we were coming from. We were coming from a real place of personal power. You know, even though she took her her institutional power, it was gonna it was flexing that. We were coming from personal power to help. Um, so anyway, that's that's my story. <laughs> and um, I was definitely like thinking about how uh, how the apology and the absolution just gets really mixed up and lost. It gets lost. The communication gets lost. You know, white folks really feel like they're walking up to us and being like, hey, let me apologize to you for what I did and let me tell you why I did those things and let me tell you where I came from, why those things came, and let me tell you why I'm hurting you more and let me tell you this and this and, and um, so you understand where I came from, right? Like, you understand that. And black folks looking at y'all like, no, I don't. I don't understand where you're coming from. And the reason why I don't understand where you're coming from is because you're coming from a place of privilege. You're acting as if those little, that little list of why you would do something like that would be the same as why we do something like that. We don't do shit like that. <laughs> so we don't call the cops. That's not we. Not somebody. That this, not generally. That's not what we're doing. So the and so the thing is, is that you, the awareness of yourself in the middle of just society. Like you cannot, we're not, we're not marching for fun. It's not fun. You know what I mean? I don't like my anti-racism conversations are work. You know, I do it because it's the right thing to do because I have information to give, but you're not getting it for free. My labor is not like that. No black person should be asked for free. You know what I mean? And that means like not even a little bit. So all I'm saying is that when this happens, and white folks don't understand why black people just won't listen to my apology. Like, I keep trying to tell her I didn't mean it. I was trying to say this, and she keeps taking it like that. And I just want her to know that that's not what I meant. And I just want her to say that she gets that. Like, I just need her to understand that that's not what I was doing. Is that for me, or is that for you? Let's ask. I mean, let's talk. Let's, let's really, like... Deep, dive deep and slow yourself down and wonder, am I apologizing? No, you're not apologizing. You're not apologizing at all, actually. And even at the end of it, when I have been worn down by your white insistency of, of oscillation of please tell me that I didn't do something bad, after I'm worn down, then I will say, sure. Sure, tell me how you feel. Tell me how that worked for you. I'm sorry that you're so upset from our conversation that you transgressed in and was rude to me. I'm sorry that upset you. I'm sure you can probably read a book and understand where I'm coming from now. The fuck? That doesn't even make sense. You know what I'm saying? Think about that. <laughs> like it doesn't even make sense. So when you when that and then you're like, well, I thought we were friends. I thought we were friends. I thought we were friends. So did I. So did I. So I don't know why you're not apologizing and walking away. Like you know what I mean? Like so it's. I think that's a really big misunderstanding, especially when you are in close proximity to each other. 
like um, that white folks really think, really believe that this is equal. Like that we're, we're sitting here, we're breaking bread, we're having lunch. Um, and then when something goes wrong, it's just not, it just doesn't come off equally. Meaning that like we don't agree and to agree to disagree means that you still have to be right. It just, I, I, you know. So I just want, I, I thought I could come on here and talk about this idea of, of this apology. Um, and I, I'm hoping that to my, my, really what my agenda, my agenda is, is I'm hoping that conversations can be a little more to yourself about your motive in this work. Even with understanding racism, even with moving forward in uh, anti-racism work, um, people have DM'd me, ha, DM'd, people have DM'd me and uh, asking like, do I have permission to do these certain things? And really the permission is like, can I be pro-black? Can I wear a pro-black shirt? Can I wear a pro-black hat? Like, should I go to that thing or is that appropriate appropriation? I want you guys to really understand that, that these definitions can honestly be in a place that you can Google. I don't mind you asking me because I, I am that black woman who has been in proximity to white folks for way too long and so I actually kind of know where the laziness comes in and I cater to it and that's my bad and trust me I'm doing less and less and less of that because I don't think I'm helping. I don't think I'm helping by, by, her, by just giving answers. So at this point um, I, I'm reaching out to let you guys understand that in this moment that you can <laughs> uh, the work ha is not about actually knowing the vocabulary the work is not actually about like reading all the books the work is actually inside yourself it's about motive about where and how you feel about these things you know what like really because the truth is that some of the stuff you think is too hard some of this stuff you think is a little ridiculous some of this stuff you really don't get because how can you so you just kind of like i'm just trying to follow the right crowd like what's the where is the line i'm trying to get in the right line i don't want to be i don't want to be a racist i don't want to be an asshole like please <laughs> please somebody you know um and i and that's okay that's okay but what i'm trying to to, to get out to you is that saying the right words is not being anti-racist actually showing up is not being anti-racist either it's within yourself in your everyday choices is where your racism and privilege and flexing of the power of, of white supremacy shows up that's where you gotta go that's where you gotta go it's kind of like where are your everyday choices when we're not around is that pro-black why is it uncomfortable for you to wear a Black Lives Matter shirt? Why would you think twice about it? Like, I mean, those are real questions, right? That's real positions. Because this is not political. Black people are not political. Black people are people. <laughs> this is human rights. This is human rights. This is just as legitimate as the water. You know, the water warriors just as legitimate you know what I mean it's like 
this is not political. So don't feel if you're wanting to be anti-racist and you're wanting to be pro-black, does not, why are you trying to weigh pro-blackness with anti-whiteness? It, it, they're not the same. You can be pro-black, you know, and white. You can be white and be pro-black. BTW, you can also be black and be pro-white. Like, you can be a white supremacist while you be, whilst being black. That is the truth. So, it's really important that the daily actions and your daily, tra your daily transgressions, your daily conversations, what do they say about how you really feel? If you were being approached by my, my whole family, my nephews and my son, a bunch of black men who are all above 6'2", are you comfortable? You can be honest. Because, you know, in the Pacific Northwest, if you see more than four or five black dudes who are over 6'2", you probably thought they played basketball. Come on. You probably thought they went to the U of O, or you don't know where they're from. <laughs> You're probably a little nervous, you know. So it's kind of like those things are natural when you don't know. But if you act as if that's not what you're doing, you're going to miss the whole damn point. Racism is not in a book. Anti-racism is not in a workshop. It's actually within you and your own self-biases. When you see a black woman who's come up to you and said, hey, I see you're upset. Let me let you, consider, please consider another thing. And the first thing that, and you don't think of like someone who's trying to help you, you know, you, you give that person a label of angry, you give that person a label of, of, you know, aggression, you know what I mean? Because you're projecting your own uncomfortability onto that person, that's a lot of self-work, you know, that's a lot of self-work. And what's stopping you from doing that self-work, white people, is you being lifted by privilege to not do it. Because you don't really have to. <laughs> and the truth of it is, when this work gets hard, and this work gets thick, you stop because you have a choice. Get really real with that. Because all of that, what I just said, comes off in your apology that's not an apology. Because all you're asking to do is to stop the conversation so that you can then move on to the next thing that you are doing because this thing is too hard, it is too much, it is, it's not comfortable, and you don't want to sit in it. So tell me I can please go, person that I hurt, so that I can feel fine about leaving. Privilege, man. White supremacy delusion. You're acting as if you're doing the right thing when you're demanding that I, that I acquiesce to what you want done. That's not a friend. It's not an apology. And definitely, you know, it's not standing on the right side of this whole story in this revolution of the whole world, you know? People want to talk about like this being a black and white thing, but I mean, come on now, you know, come on. This is a human thing. We got human issues. You know what I'm saying? 
Black people are human beings. People try to still make our make our story a, po a poli like a political story. We're not commodity anymore. I did say anymore because you know that's where we're coming from. But when it gets so uncomfortable, it gets so uncomfortable for white folks to be wrong in the middle of something they were trying to do out of their righteous intention, and then it gets thick, and then you have to stand in your wrong. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, we're commodity again. All of a sudden, you just made that choice. My feelings don't count. My effort doesn't count. My experience doesn't count. Because it's too thick. It's too hard to swallow. So then at that point, my experience is, again, counted as valuable or not by you and you, white people, get to choose how much of it you're going to buy that day. It's just not okay. So I wanted to give another perspective to, the, to, how, to why these conversations could be going wrong for you <laughs> and why this misunderstanding could be happening like on a regular and I see it happening on a regular. This is kind of the, like, the barrier and the, that, that, that wall that people have to having authentic friendships with black people because they still can't get out from in front of themselves. You know, it's like they're cutting their nose to spite their face. Like you can't seem, white people can't seem to work within their own com discomfort constraints enough to see what they're doing to the people they were trying to care for. When it's of your agenda and your timeline, you know, and, and that's what happens is that you end up taking out the human nature of the person that you're with and making them just a thing in your way. So, anyway, I don't even know if this show is an hour because this is what I wanted to do today. I just wanted to talk to y'all. Um, I did have something planned and uh, the, the um, situation fell through last minute, um, which is totally fine because I actually preferred doing this with you guys and getting real and talking about some real stuff. Um, not to say that, that my show is not real all the time because it is, um, but this is just personally me and I wanted to discuss this because I think it goes on and on and I find it being a, a huge gap in, in communication and authenticity uh, with with what we do as black people just to get along and not have to stress out every day and what white people don't understand that they are doing um, and not connecting and they feel like they're connecting but they feel like they're being disconnected to because black people aren't receiving it and they're like I don't know what's wrong why is she so pissed why is she so distant? Why doesn't she see that I'm really a good person? Why won't she tell me? You know, it's like, why did she never come back? Why did they never come back? Why does her husband look at me like that? It's, <laughs> it's because you're not, you're, what you're doing is coming from a, a violent place of absolution, you know, um, and we are tired of forgiving you. <laughs> That's the truth. We're just not going to do it anymore. And it's not a bad thing. We're not getting aggressive. We're just standing in our, our spot of human nature, we're standing in our value, we're standing in our place, very strongly, and you should respect it. That's all I'm saying. So uh, plenty of white, so Cassie says, plenty of white people like to dance around the edges and feel better, but stop when it feels really uncomfortable. Of course they do. I mean, who doesn't, like, right? Like, that's what happens, but we're talking about race relations, we're talking about human beings' lives, we're talking about families, we're talking about, um, 
where where when you can stop like that, like you said, you know, it's it's we're not then it, then you're not talking about families anymore. Then you then you just made the experience. Uh, my experience, like I said, you just made it into a situation, a commodity, something that can be, uh, you know, adjusted at a different time. Push pause on that, please. Push pause on my life? No, that's not how that works. That's not how that works at all. Um, and then, uh, let's see, my Carl Richardson, that's my dad. Balance over justice, so-called. Exactly. Yes. You know, I've been taught well. Um, and you know the thing about that balance is not always 50/50. It rarely is 50/50, actually. And in this time of di this time of, of 2020, this time of our of the century, this time of this evolution, this revolution, the, all of the all of it, you know, this balance cannot be 50/50. It actually has never been 50/50 when you're talking about white and black issues, BIPOC and colonizer. Like you you can't. That's not a 50/50 split. It never has been. You know, um, and now the balance is shifting, and we're, we are, uh, and it's as it should, you know. And um, when white folks have to be comfortable, or have to be uncomfortable for this shift, it's very scary, you know. It's very scary that level of control that, that uh, white people have always had, um, you know, it's like you have to now trust the idea is that the control um, needs to be let go and trust in the process that you'll be fine, you know. If people really wanted to have, you know, like retribution, it would have happened by now. The, <laughs> what we're doing, you you see the uprising, you see the retribution here and there. We're all trying to just have wealth for our families, have equity for our grandchildren. You know what I mean? Like we're we're trying to be human tr without. The, the looking over our shoulders to believe that death is around at any at the whim of your discomfort you know I mean that's not a little damn thing that's not a little damn thing at all and unless you are a Ben Carson or a uh, what's that girl's name damn I try to forget that shit Owens <laughs> unless you are her what's her name Candace you know, if you're that black person, then I ain't really worried about it. I mean, I'm not trying to talk. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, you know, so I just want to put that out there. Uh, I didn't think I could, like, talk to y'all for 45 minutes. I don't know why I love to talk. <laughs> I could talk forever. So I'm going to jump off. Um, I hope y'all, like, you know, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Um, and I just want people, white people today, to really think about when you are talking to black folks, where are you coming from with it? When you're arguing with black folks about their experience, where are you going with that? Where are you coming from with that? Um, if you're like, oh, I just really want to know, you might want to ask if they got the time. Because, you know, they don't have to have the time. And if they m make the time, make the most of that. <laughs> I'm telling you. And uh, stop. Like, I, I just, I would just say you know we know where you're coming from you don't have to explain it say what you mean mean what you say and have some respect for the the answer could be no and the answer can be no okay so if you all have any questions or comments I'm kind of reading through thank you Cassie thank you daddy -o. um hi Linda and I'm just kind of scrolling through 
I know, Krista, as you're saying whoa to the idea that that happened, yeah, it was a crazy coincidence that was on the same day. You know, I don't even know if it's a coincidence because, you know, I, I'm woo. I'm very woo, so I don't actually believe in coincidence. You know, that was, that was for a reason that that incident happened on this anniversary of the day that we were beat up by the EPD. Um, it was pretty deep. That was thick. So if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, y'all have to go watch the beginning of the video or the audio. Um, all right, so I'm going to jump off. Thank you, everyone who was watching. I know, that gave you chill, right? That was, that, when I, when I actually saw it or, like, figured it out, it was a trip. I think it's been bothering me all week, actually. Like, I've had a really weird energy all week long, and because I'm into astrology, I know why, but I still am, like, like, it's just what, what it brings up, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's this week. I don't know when, you know, your celestial body will let that kind of stuff go. I don't think that it does. But this week has been heavy for everyone, I think. Um, and like I said, I listen, I am into astrology, I'm learning, and it ain't letting up anytime soon. And all the aggressions come through has been, you know, all up in the stars. Uh, losing, losing friends or people who, frenemies, you know, losing, uh, gaining perspective, all's a part of it. And I'm like here for it. But man, this shit is irritating. <laughs> it is so annoying. So I just want uh, to give a shout out to everybody out here struggling for the last week uh, or more, you know, just with this new energy of like aggression and like frustration and just like reflection on things where you're like, God damn it, I should have, what they say that for? I'm going to go back. Just let's just watch our tones. Let's just watch our our approaches and let's just try to <laughs> uh what do you say irritating is the word yes like it's been rough you know and it's in the stars and since it ain't have it's not letting up for like another six months this mars uh in aries is going to be a clusterfuck of this kind of feelings so we just have to be really careful about how we are approaching the situation because I'm going to come off nasty, they're going to come off nasty, and then we can decide what we're going to do from there. We're going to lose friends, we're going we gonna to gain, you know, uh, comrades, and I'm okay with that too. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, oh, is an ATM ate my credit card yesterday? See, that's where you got to, like, try to keep your your cool together. <laughs> don't, don't get mad because that's what, it's about discipline at this point. All right, y'all. I love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to my TED Talk. And next week, I'm hoping to have uh, some more guests come on. I, I want to talk about the school system. Um, I want to talk about just uh, how things have changed over the years. And now look what we're dealing with. Like, look what we're looking at. Um, this, is, this is insane. So I kind of want to talk about that. I want to talk about homeschooling. I want to talk about, you know, uh, just the change from school from when I went to school, moving forward. Um, you know, I want to have more conversations, obviously, about anti-racism, but I'm going to be having some folks come on in the next few weeks. I'm hoping, Johnny, if you're listening, Dr. Lake, I'm trying to get a hold of you, man. Answer your phone. Um, anyway, so hopefully we'll have some, some great guests come through. And if not, you're going to get more of me. And you're going to have to uh, bear with me because we're going to start to move towards Zoom. Zoom. And we're gonna to start to move towards uh, towards YouTube uh, in just a little, in just a few. So uh, much love to all of you. Thank you so much for following me. Thank you so much for watching. And I will be back next week. Peace.